Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie Artcast. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And, and we're, we're with the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Cultural Alliance. Here we are Here again. Here we are. How are things going? Things are really going well. I'm so happy to announce. And for those of you who know me and my family, my daughter, we all came down with COVID. And mm-hmm. knowing COVID is always heavy and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, my daughter got a blood clot in her brain. Oh, my God. It was God. huge, huge, yeah. like, emergency room, MRIs, and horrible, horrible. So right. uh, she just, this happened in November, so she probably doesn't even want me to talk about this. But probably I'm not. the boss. I can do whatever I want. I'm the mama. That's anyway, right. uh, she just got the results from her MRI, and she has no blood clot. Oh my god, that's good news. It's gone. Oh, that is great. So she's off the blood thinners, I mean everything. Yay. So I, it's like a new lease on life and I'm just grateful and thankful to be healthy Yay. and have my daughter healthy and so right. I'm hoping everyone is healthy out there. Right. You Stay know, my safe. daughter had uh, COVID also last year, a year ago actually right now. I had just been up to visit her in Revelstoke, that's the last time I've seen her. I can't get to Canada, and she can't get here. Ugh. So by God, I went out and got my uh, got first dose. I get too. my second dose next week because I figure that's just one step closer yep. to getting. I get mine her. on Friday. Yeah, so we're gonna be, you know, forces to be reckoned with. We that's go. right. We are superheroes. <laughs> COVID, no to COVID. All right. Well, well, we have some very special guests. Today. Yes, we do. I'm very excited that we have Michael Kep and Andreas John. That's right. Michael Kep is like a little good. He's good at everything. I think he's a drummer. He's a writer. Yes. He's what else do you do, Michael? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> he's speechless. I, I, I top ramen. I make a very, very good top ramen. I, I, I can make a noodle bowl like you wouldn't. Oh, believe. oh, that actually sounds really good written several books and um, they're all well tell us about the books let's the just, newer, let's let's just the go newer there. mythology uh, yeah uh, I, I've written uh, a series of books uh, about a psychologist and a painter Mm-hmm. And the painter uh, has a supernatural element to his paintings that make the, the work dangerous to look upon, dangerous to the point of death. Mm-hmm. And the story goes from the mountain lakes of North Idaho to Italy and Egypt and back. And there's international intrigue. There's a murder mystery. There's a, a really uh, passionate love story. Um, there's revenge. Uh, in fact, at the very end, well, of course, there's a sword fight. So, yes. yeah, there's even a sword fight. <laughs> So yeah, they're great yeah. books. I'm in the second book, uh, Leaves of Fire. I finished the first one and I was like, oh, I got to the end and then I was like, oh, I got to start the next one. And then, that's always a good sign. I know yeah, it is right. a good sign. And then I started the second one and I was really glad that in the beginning of Leaves of Fire, you kind of go through what happened in the last book so I could get all the characters back in my head and right. who's who and what's what. But I love the fact that it's set in this area mm-hmm. and uh, it's just fun to kind of go, I've been there. Right. I know where he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. cool. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. I know. And it's a great, I mean, it's I've a, been to Italy, but I haven't been to the place in Italy where it's set. But no, that's okay. Maybe now I've got go. a reason to go. I know. We there should you go. go. There you go. And then we also have Andreas here, who is uh, the publisher of your books. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what else do you do, Andreas? 
Oh, well, glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> Tell us more. Do you I make fish ramen? on the weekends? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not as uh, much of a noodle lover as Michael mm. is, I, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we can talk noodles. <laughs> we can talk noodles. <laughs> definitely can talk noodles. Yes, yeah. Noodle talks. Yeah. Noodles in New York. <laughs> uh, but uh, I own a uh, company called Inspire Magazine and um, was uh, lucky enough to get into the publishing industry. And uh, just Michael and I knew each other from a uh, while, while back, back in uh, our earlier days. We had met and crossed paths before, and then as fates would have it, uh, we started different career paths, and our careers once again found to uh, work together. So it was kind of neat. Yeah, it's so great. We'll see how that happened. Yeah. And I want to add, too, that both of you are on the board of the Arts and Culture Alliance. Yes, we are. That is true. Yes, we are. That's an important note. It is an important yes. note, and yep. we, we are glad that you are a part of it. Um, so, Michael, tell us how or when did you officially start writing? Um, well, I get asked that a lot, and, and uh, really, I, th I want to say it was kindergarten. Oh, that's uh, great. Because most of us start right around that. Yeah, That's right. a joke. <laughs> I, was like, I think I started. You know, he was writing out of a womb. There, there's, there, there, there's a funny story my mom used to tell me, which was, um, uh, I, 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 after I saw Star Wars in 1977, mm -hmm. and then right hard upon, my uncle took me to the theater right up here at the Wilma. At the Wilma, right. To, to see a double feature oh, of wow. Ralph Bakshi's The Lord of the Rings and a, another film called Wizards, which was a double feature. I think I was there. I saw those. Just absolutely fantastic animated films, mm -hmm. all fantasy-based. So here I am, nine years old, steeped in not only the lore of Wizards with laser swords and the wizards by which Star Wars was influenced, mm -hmm. that uh, I am suddenly wanting to be a writer or I'm wanting to make movies. And both of those kind of went hand in hand from, from that day on. So then I started to write my own stories. But there's a funny story that my mom told me sometime later uh, when I was, uh, when I finished the first book, she said, do you remember me coming to your room when you were about 12? And it's hot blue sky July. Oh. 90 degrees outside and your friends are riding by on their bikes and there's children running through sprinklers on wet summer lawns <laughs> and you're in your room the windows are closed and you're sitting at your desk and I said honey don't you think you should go out and play and I go mom I'm working on this elvish language now you need to close the door and leave me alone and I know, I know that it probably at that time, they, you know, they they were certainly probably considering medication. But, um, but I, I mean, that's those are my earliest memories. Right. Um, but I, I've I've written uh, maybe three or four books before uh, the invasion of heaven. I, I thought that maybe that book would be good enough to get to publication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, most of my life. Yeah, um, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice when you find your passion early because then you can yeah. really focus on it. Well, and, and then there was a, a sort of a sidebar, too, because as I was writing, uh, you know, 13, 14 comes along, and then I discover drums. And so there was this sort of shift in interest, mm -hmm. and yet I still wanted to maintain some kind of connection between the two um, and discovered that... <clears throat> Well, songs need lyrics, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I decided to write some lyrics, and uh, and then spent a good majority of my time, you know, thinking more along the lines of poetry and mm -hmm. and lyricism and things like that. 
And you're a great drummer. We, oh, well, thank you. For those of you who don't know, he's also a part, of the, rum. part of the rub. Oh, the rub. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So that's a very <laughs> popular band. Very yeah. popular. Hey, we're playing for the Arts and Cultural Alliance. That's yes, right. We are. Coming up here Riverstone soon. Riverstone Concerts. I Riverstone believe concerts. the very first concert oh. we have. July 1st. July 1st. Yes. July yep. 1st. Yep. yep. So excited. Right. We Sorry. are very excited about that. Oh, you heard it here first. <laughs> okay, that's what Kristen told us to say. That's yeah. right. You need a whiteboard. <laughs> right. But uh, th that's, that's exciting. I can't yeah. wait for outdoor music and right. just, just music in general. Yeah. We're yeah. missing that in our souls right oh, now. Oh, I think we are too. And yeah. we, can, we call it soul food. Yeah. Yes. It'll yes. be wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. I hear that you have a story to tell about Vigo Mortensen when he was living in San Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, good story. How did no. you hear that story? <laughs> That's great. That's a good story. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I got to make this very brief. But um, so, I mentioned the Lord of the Rings, of course. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know the films come out sometime in in the late '90s, right? And mm -hmm. uh, I became obviously such a huge fan of those movies. And when Viggo Mortensen was cast as Aragorn, the mm -hmm. the, the king of Gondor, uh, it seemed so perfect. And at the time, I believe we were working on uh, the first few screenplays for the for the, for New Earth for the for mm -hmm. the, the the adaptation, uh -huh. and we're always throwing around names of people that could play certain characters. Ooh. And I'm excited for this. And I'm I'm up working on the very first draft of the the Invasion of Heaven, but at the same time thinking about the films and. Mm -hmm. And Viggo Mortensen was up in Sandpoint doing a Q&A at the Panada Theater mm -hmm. for his film, A Dangerous Method. Oh. I, at that time, am staying in a cabin working on the final drafts, prepping for uh, printing in a little cabin uh, in Twin Lakes. And I'm spending my days writing, my afternoons editing, and my evenings drinking scotch and doing that over and over and over. Right. <laughs> One afternoon, I hear on NPR that he's going to be there. I look at the clock. It's two hours away. I think, gosh, it would be great to go and hear him speak about this. Uh, I'm such a fan, and he's so very intelligent and, and, uh, and talented. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I wonder if I should do that. You know, and gosh, he could play Reardon. Uh, It'd be just mm -hmm. cool for him to have mm -hmm. the book. But all I had was a three-ring binder of the book that was as thick as four books. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's all I had. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I'll read it at dinner. I'll get up there. So I drive up there. I arrive at the theater, and I'm too late for the, the preamble for when he does his thing. I oh, just uh -huh. was a few minutes late. So I decided to go and have dinner. I go and have dinner. I do some reading. I come out of having dinner, and I'm going to catch the end section. Mm-hmm. Not time, not ready yet. I look to the left, and there's an art gallery. I think, oh, well, maybe I'll go look at some art. I go look in the windows, and I go to walk in, and there's a man standing in the doorway with his back to me, and I'm just about to kind of nudge, nudge around him when it turns around and speak, Mortensen. Wow. <laughs> of course, I, I, if ever I get the an opportunity to speak with him again, I'm going to have to apologize because, of course, I think he turned around and took a defensive step back. <laughs> <laughs> as as if I might be some you know crazy, some threat, which I, I know that you know celebrity has its its woes. Nevertheless, I I stood there, I held my hands up, went, oh no no, I'm, not, I'm, good. I'm, I'm a good guy. 
and he said, he said, how's it going? And I said, great. I said, listen, uh, I would never do this to anyone if they weren't working. I figured you were working today, and so am I. And I pulled out that three-ring binder, and I just held it out for him to take. And I said, this is a novel that's going into publication and should be you know, out next year. I'd love for you to play one of the characters when the film comes out. And he, he looked at me. I mean, I can't imagine doing this now, of course. It's just like so many things have changed in my very small mind, thankfully. But he was so nice. He looked at me and he just, he looked at it, at it and he looked at me and I think he saw my earnestness and my sincerity and that I wasn't trying to get in his way, but I just was really excited and enthusiastic about the story. Mm-hmm. And he simply took it from me, looked at me and said, thanks. <laughs> and I went, thanks. You're welcome. Okay, and he goes, well, you know, I'd love to stand a chat. I said, no, oh, no, don't worry about that. Uh, I'll be there to, for your Q&A after, but, you know, I, I really hope you enjoy it. And he goes, oh, thanks. Thanks so much, and, and uh, I, I'm going to go meet some family. And I said, okay, well, have a great day. He walks away. And then I stood and watched the Dunedain, the Elfstone, <laughs> the King of Gondor, walking down the street. Yeah, it was Main Street right there. Is that right. Main Street in Sandpoint? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. a pine? I can't remember. Yeah. So, um, Main Street great. with my book in his hand. That's, oh, that's so cool. Did he ever read it? Uh, well, fast forward. Yes. We, uh, we, do you want to tell this part of the story? Well, no, I was going to say, didn't he send you a... Oh, that's right. He sent you a postcard. He sent me a postcard from yeah. Spain yeah. Um, about oh. uh, two months later yeah. and uh, thanked me and uh, something about he enjoyed the story. Uh, he couldn't be a part of the development at this time, but mm-hmm. wished me luck with my writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was very kind of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we fast forward one more time to we uh, are in pursuit of other, or we could probably come to that later, but um, he ended up reading the script that we have now for the series that's, mm-hmm. that we're working on. And got another very nice note back from him. I don't know if he put two and two together, though. Like, it's oh, the same. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're kind of hoping for, because I really do want to meet great. him again one day and go, hey, you know, thanks for that. That was really, really yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah, it was a funny story. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did you know that right here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, we have one of the nation's premier anti-bullying programs for students? Since 2006, Stu Cave and the Ovation Company has been helping students and educators reach their full potential by following this simple philosophy. Work hard, play fair, be kind. For more information on how to make your school a kinder place, visit www.ovationcompany.com. Well, that brings us to um, the process that you guys are going through right now. you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, do you want to do you want to say a little bit? What's going as far on? as the, the development, the development for TV? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it was a natural progression. We published the three books. Um, there's always a next. And the theory on this was, okay, what's the next step for, for New Earth? And Michael and I kind of talked for, oh, probably a good year and a half mm-hmm. on what that step should look like and we felt like the transition from book to film uh, made sense. Mm-hmm. A lot of our readers were mm-hmm. asking for it. Um, we felt like the fan base was there. We thought we could go ahead and make that that uh, decision. So we did. So we opened the door and we started putting it out there and started building our team around us. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael mostly, obviously, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out who we can 
get on board with us to sell this to distribution. Right. And so we're uh, yeah, we've got some pretty big uh, triumphs that we've we've landed. Yeah. We uh, yeah pulled in uh, Lisa Demain for a director. It's for and the. She has done what? She's done. Uh, yeah, she, she was, was the, the assistant director for uh, uh, Westworld, Westworld. And, oh. and then yep. went on, on to, Max. Yep. for the first season. And I think she yep. went on to direct several episodes and uh, worked pretty intimately as a director on uh, uh, Lucifer. She does. Oh, yeah, right. She's Lucifer. And, and I think wasn't one Chicago PD or something like that. I think that. so. It's pretty so. pretty extensive. That's amazing. She's, she's, she's so yeah. incredibly talented. Right. Yeah. So awesome. incredibly talented. That is great. Yeah. So how how long have you been working on these books? So when, how long did it? I want to know. Just as I'm not a writer, I admire writers because I think you you paint a really beautiful picture in the books. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's so descriptive, and I can see exactly. And the books are, the invasion of heaven. Yes. And leaves of fire. Leaves of fire. And then the last one, the is shape of the rain. shape of rain. Yes. Yeah. So how. How long did it take you, just out of curiosity, just one book? How long does it take? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just curious. That's, good, that's actually a great question because it, question. I, 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 I imagine that it stews around in your head for a little while. Depends on who you ask, too, on, on that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it just, I think it all depends upon the writer and the well, idea and right. the kind of thing that you want to come up with. I mean, I, I have friends that... They can produce a novel in six weeks. Oh, I, I have yeah. I, I have friends wow. that can produce, uh, you know. There's there are serial writers out there that can just pound out books yeah. just like crazy. Mm-hmm. For me, um, it's always been a real. Um, it doesn't come really easy. Um, mm. I I have to spend a lot of time thinking about it, and then I overthink, mm-hmm. and then I throw <laughs> stuff away and I start over. Right. The invasion of heaven really found its uh, uh, seed, I think middle 90s so I've been thinking about this book since I was in college in 1994 at Gonzaga 5 1995 and I think I had a first draft in 1999 um, and then just massaged it and it wasn't really uh, until I 2006 that I really had a a book that I felt was worth you know pushing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then excuse me then it published in 2013 Mm -hmm. um i knew what leaves of fire looked like i wrote leaves of fire in about two years and shape of Mm -hmm. range another two years that's that's great i mean the process it's just not it just takes time it really does it it does i obviously i mean i'm i'm in the second book going i I can't even imagine writing that many words. Right. First of all, but it's just the characters are really interesting. So mm-hmm. I would urge you to read these books. Yeah, and the connections between the characters. Um, yeah, and there's, I, uh, there's the Locke, history. Yes. The, the main character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then his brother that Basel. he finds out later is Basel. And I, I am well, absolutely I like fascinated with this. Never mind. She puts her hand down before you get all the way to the end of the book, and and then at the end, you're not going to believe what happens. It's It's probably a good thing I haven't read the third (laughs) book. Don't let me think. No I was calling him Basil in my mind. Oh, isn't that funny? Actually, not funny at all because I I've called him Basil, Basil, and Basil, and I could never decide. How about Basil? Basil. I like it. I've never called him Basil before. (laughs) 
That's fantastic. Who's you know, your favorite character? Uh, you know, I Over would have to say seven. probably Helen. Oh, uh, and, there's and, a lot going on with that woman. <laughs> you know, yeah. there is. And I think one of the things, too, is, uh, or maybe even Albion, too. Yeah. It, it gets to, Albion. for me, what I like about the, the series, and, and one of the things, too, I think when we circle back to the time on writing the books, is there's a, a lot of narratives that have to catch up with each other at different points down different the line. Different times. Right. And, different, and down the oh, line, yeah. like something could be happening here and there's an end game that we don't even know about. So mm-hmm. I think that putting all of those pieces together certainly takes time and, and we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't want to throw a spoon-fed fiction out there. You no. want it to actually have some meaning. Right. Um, but I think when I initially was reading the series, I had a different opinion about Helen that maybe changed over the course of time and Michael kind of posed the question of you know well maybe it's because of what she had to go through in her life and I really I didn't even know at that point in time yeah as I'll quote I remember flying to LA when we were doing the Los Angeles Times (laughs) uh, book festival there we had a a, um, it was when we were first going out and determining our our demographic our market Mm -hmm. we had a, a booth there and I'm on the plane and I'm reading this, you know, little section, and I text Michael, and I say, man, Helen's a bitch. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. And Michael laughs, and he goes, well, but just wait, there's you know. There's more. And, there's more. And I think that that's kind of the cool thing about the, the story is that you can feel one way about a character, and then it really isn't until book two that you change your feeling about that character. And mm-hmm. some of the things that she does, you're like, oh, my gosh. Right. How could you ever like that person? But then you also look at her, you kind of start feeling a little pity, a little, little bad for her yeah. to kind of go, hmm. Yeah. So it's a, that's what I think is the part about the series that you've done that is kind of that magical moment where mm-hmm. you get connected with characters and they make you feel away and then change maybe how you feel about them later. You know, yeah. and he touches upon something kind of important, I think, for all stories is that, that thematically that's the idea. Um, we don't, knowing the whole story and part of the story, especially these days, Mm-hmm. One of the primary themes for the whole series is, is what is real and what isn't, and what are we going to believe? What, are we going to believe the story we're told? Mm-hmm. And you guys have finished the first book, so yes. you understand that you you were dealt a tale. Yes. And was it real or was it not? And and I, I think it's indicative of, of certainly the, the political atmosphere that we're in mm-hmm. right. these mm-hmm. days. What stories we're told and what we're going to believe. Right. And what's real and what is not. And That's and some those point. blurred lines. Well, oddly enough, this was you know. This is an old theme. This <laughs> I didn't create the theme. There's right. been many authors that have gone after it, but uh, you know, this being written in the '90s and then seeing it kind of in real time mm-hmm. is, you know, I think it's fun for mm-hmm. people. And, and looking back on other characters, and you might have an opinion, but you don't know the whole story. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And isn't that all of us, right? You know, right. We right. all have we all have those things inside. Speaking of stories. Um, when you were out on the road selling the books, uh-huh. um, you wrote uh, you wrote kind of this really funny little story about selling the books. Oh my goodness! And um, <laughs> I, I've heard it a couple of times, and uh, I just love listening to the experience that you would have. Yeah being in the grocery store. And then I run into you at the grocery store at Super One, and you're just so excited to see me because somebody is interested. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, in the early days, we we, uh, we we did this really at a grassroots level. And so 
I was again very enthusiastic and very working very hard to spread the word and mm -hmm. some people may call that paying your dues Right. Um, I, I call it paying your expletive dues. <laughs> uh, there, there truly is nothing quite like those experiences. We made a deal with a, a, a rather large regional distribution company that yeah. I would make some personal appearances yeah. to celebrate mm -hmm. the novel inside. Sure. Grocery stores. <laughs> and so... I uh, I did, and I would show up with my books, and I would stand in an aisle next next to the ice cream or the beer, oh. and uh, I would accost people as they passed. And I did that I don't know a handful, maybe fifteen times or something. Yeah. In grocery stores. In grocery stores, yeah. yeah. I think the story that came we, out of that though was delightful. The 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 weirdest story was the day that a woman comes by with about nine kids. Oh attached to a shopping cart <laughs> and oh. she comes by oh. and she says what's this and I said well you know I, I it, it's my novel that's just coming out and and I'm here just in support of it and she picks up the book and looks at it and she said my daddy uh, didn't like us reading books oh, oh my god and I and, and I had to pause. I, I would never, ever, ever expect anyone to say those words. <laughs> yeah. right. And it caught me so by surprise. I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Right. My daddy didn't like us reading books. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And of course, then I'm looking at the nine kids hanging off the <laughs> shopping cart, thinking, uh, well, "Goodness gracious that's me." Right. Oh, busy doing other things, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, maybe, maybe maybe it was, uh, was that, it? that we we listen to podcasts. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's what it is. That I don't know. Right. Which is which is great. That I mean, hey, that's that. Yeah. I'll take so, that. So was it after the supermarkets that we sent you on the Barnes and Noble tour? Then yes, is that, yes, <laughs> yeah. So the Barnes and Noble tour was a different tour that, that took me all over the country. So and that would be yeah, yeah, that so was, uh, Utah. Yeah, all your of, favorite place. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Th there were some strange things that happened Seattle. out there. Seattle, you did go to Seattle, California, Se uh, Texas, Texas, mm -hmm. Texas. Wow. Yep, go Texas. Actually, they were New they York, were Washington really D.C., Philadelphia, New York, Washington oh, D.C., Philadelphia. Yep, that's right. Boston, Boston. Yep, Boston. 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 Yep. Get out of here. Yep. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> go pack the car. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you, Barnes and Noble, for that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Shout out to Barnes and Noble. That's right. Yeah. Looking to sell or seeking that dream home? Nancy White of Coeur d'Alene Portfolio Real Estate is not your average real estate agent. Known as the real estate queen, Nancy has consistently garnered awards and accolades in sales production, education and leadership while continuing to volunteer locally. And she is an avid supporter of our local arts community. Coeur d'Alene Portfolio Real Estate promises local real estate expertise plus concierge level service. Call Nancy today at 208-818-1126. Yeah, there were some strange adventures out there that, you know, and it, yeah. it's so different from rock touring, mm -hmm. um, where, you know, when you're out with a band, you're, you're, you have that sort of excitement of not only being with a crew of fellows uh, or your group, uh, but, you know, there's that camaraderie on the road, there's shared driving, there's, right. hey, do you guys want to go have something to eat? And then you show up at the show and it's crazy and there's tons of people and loud and there's glitter mm -hmm. in the air. 
you know, it's different because, you know, you're, you, you show up in Utah uh, somewhere <laughs> in Salt Lake City and uh, you arrive at a bookstore at three in the afternoon on a Thursday. Uh-huh. And, you know, your audience is a little different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's definitely fun. Yeah, but it's 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 a definitely a different experience. Can you describe your book Invasion of Heaven? Can you give it tell us what it's about? Cuz we or a not little a little synopsis, just a little one. Uh, not to give anything away. Sure, sure. Um there uh there is a <laughs> It's on the back. No, I'm just kidding. Gosh, can I do that? Can you do that? Can I? It's hard. <laughs> well, it's a murder mystery. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. It is. I mean, there's. Yes, uh, it is the story of uh, a psychologist that has a mentor, and mm-hmm. he's uh, terrified that his mentor may be a murderer. Yes, that's right. a that's, that's a, a good description. That is really good. Yeah. 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 That's very good. When the the uh, an original idea came, or when the 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 first ideas came, um, that inspired the book. Uh, I've been asked, why did you choose a psychologist? Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it was mainly because of my mother. My mother uh, suffered from severe anxiety and depression her mm-hmm. whole life, right up until her death. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a kid, you don't really know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And when you watch your parent go through stuff that, uh, you know, why is she napping so much or why is she right. crying? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was uh, growing up, I thought, well, how wonderful would it be if I could fight this by creating a psychologist, mm-hmm. superhero kind of, you know? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I decided to have my protagonist be a superhero, not, not a superhero in the cape sense, mm-hmm. but right. the, the hero. Um, uh, it's kind of an unlikely choice, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that you incorporate art and music into your books, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the one particular scene in, in, the, in the invasion of, no, no, in the Leaves of Fire with um, Helen, I believe. Yes, yes. Meeting a very famous rock star. Yes. And oh, I, right. I was like, oh, that's very fun. I, that, that's so right. I'm like imagining this in the movie. I'm like, I wonder if that scene will be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? <laughs> We're talking about that, trying yeah. to figure out if we're going to get permission to be able to use that rock right. star. Right, but that, uh-huh. that uh-huh. One would not be fun. Oh my goodness gracious. That would be fun. Yeah. But I love that. that would... Right. What else? What else we got? Um, my, I will tell you that my favorite character, and I'm not sure I'm going to remember her name, but she was, it was um, like in the, thir- I think the 1300. 13, 13, 13, 13, 13, yeah. Oh, Geraldine. Geraldine, Geraldine. Geraldine. yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. she was my favorite. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. I loved the story between her and her husband. Mm-hmm. Redolphus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And how do you say and that again? Redolphus. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I'm trying to, in my mind, the way I say it is mm-hmm. different. <laughs> right. So, so Geraldine cool. of Leaves was uh, is William Greenham's mother. Right. And she is based off of my grandmother, Grandma Jerry Geraldine Kemp. Mm-hmm. Geraldine Kemp. Oh. Um, and her husband, his name was Ralph, but Ralph doesn't really translate to sort of like the right. middle ages kind of yeah, thing. Right. So I did a bunch of research on what, what could work and Radulfus was an interesting name so I mm-hmm. yeah. didn't Radulfus. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that's so kind fun. of fun. Yeah. Did you get to go to Italy? Yes. Have you been to Italy? Uh, I, I, I did some touring in Italy uh, oh, as a musician so I've been there uh, oh, a handful of times uh-huh. um, uh, and obviously when you're there you can't help but let that place seep in and just mm-hmm. inspire 
everything, yes. you know. So that's why I had to set stuff there. It I uh, love made it. such mm-hmm. an impression on my life. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. That's yeah. my dream place that. to go. I was there when I was a little child. We lived in Africa when I was real little, and then when we wow. left. That's yeah, we lived, we lived in Tripoli, Libya. Oh, wow. Back in the 60s. And, uh, back in the 60s. <laughs> back in the 60s. <laughs> and then uh, when we left Africa, we traveled in a VW bus. It, all over Europe, but we spent um, time in Italy. Yeah. And so there's pictures of me, this little three-year-old, and my two older sisters That's in the so square. Cool. You know, the big square with all the pigeons. I can't remember the name oh. of the square. The big Her, famous one. Oh. No, not that one. one. Anyway. Was that the Marcus the, the, are you in Venice? Is that? Yeah. Okay. San Marcos. San yeah, Marcos. San Marcos, yeah. Andreas was just there. Oh. And I got ago, such yeah. a couple just great notes from him, but the best thing he brought back was a bottle of, of ink from... Uh, from Black Ink, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, so, you know, cool. interesting story on that because um, we didn't mention that um, one of the things with Michael is he signs all of his books with Quill and Ink. Right. Yeah. So the significance of with the ink... Flair, from, uh, with yes, Flair, I might add. With Flair, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and when we were in New York, um, at, we're doing uh, one of the book signings that we were there for. Yeah. And I remember, uh, I want to say you signed probably like 500 books that night. Oh, it couldn't have been five. It was like 500 <laughs> books. Oh yeah, God. it was awesome. And we were, uh, so we, of course, went out on the town and got a cab to, I think, as far away from the job at Sanders we could go. <laughs> and found some bar somewhere. Mimi's. Well, oh, there was memes. I'll let you talk about memes later. But this was, when, <laughs> this was this was this was uh, after memes. But we we were we found a bar and we were uh, and I remember uh, some guys were sitting up at the bar and of course conversation was to be had and and I uh, had to use the little boys' room and decided on my way back I see Michael getting ready to sign one of his books with a, a pen and I'm like no you can't do that so he then attempted to sign it with the cherry stem. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, true. You gotta, he goes, I forgot my quill and ink. I didn't have my quill and ink. So, so I, I yeah. usually have it. I, we, we decided that, you know, because of the nature and, the, yeah. the, you know, the way the books are sort of set up in this artistic way that we mm-hmm. thought, well, okay, if I'm going to sign a book, I'll do it in quill and ink. And just the trilogy. By the way, I can't wait for my next book to come out because I can use a ballpoint pen. <laughs> sign any pen you want. Yeah. But in the bar, he's right. I, they wanted me to sign the book, and yeah. I, I said, I, I, they handed me a pen. I said, I can't do that. And Andreas yeah. comes out, and then we, he goes, well, look, we can come up with something. So I think he goes over, and he gets a thing of cherry juice and one of those little drink swords. So that's what it was. That's what it was. Drink juice. But I think you started first with a cup of coffee. Oh. And you go, can you write with a cup? And I tried, I tried it. it. <laughs> and of course, we, had, we hadn't had anything to drink at that point. No, no. no. no so they, we weren't trying anything. We were t- <laughs> anything new. Oh, no. that's really funny. That was good. That's yeah. great. And, and what's cool is um, those guys actually did reach out to us when they were on there. Mm-hmm. He read the book on his way back to Boston. 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 Yeah, and he read the book. Yeah, said he loved it. Yeah, I'm gonna say that every time. Walking here. here. Oh my gosh, that's great. That's great. Well, I have a question for you that's completely off topic. Um, It has to do with the Rub, and in you, the Rub is pretty popular band. And I'm just curious, how did you guys get started? How long have you been playing together? Oh my goodness! So I met Carrie in 1988, the guitar player Carrie mm-hmm. Bear. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him in 1988. He was a guitar player in a band called uh, Gotham City at the Resort. Oh. And um, he and I became acquainted um, 
over at his house. He had a little trailer over in Post Falls, and I remember going over to meet with him in the morning. At 6 in the morning, it seems like a very unlikely time to go meet a, a fellow musician. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a very serious songwriter, still is a very serious songwriter. Yeah, he is. And he opens the front door, and he's standing there in his underwear <laughs> with a bowl of chocolate cream of wheat. And he says, come on in. <laughs> and we sat in and listened to songs and, and worked on a couple songs together. So I've known him since 1988. Um, Chris, I met um, uh, in the summer, uh, I want to say of 90 four or five, and, and uh, sometime 13 years ago, I had a dream, uh, a real sleeping, snoring dream, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I was in a band that had the feel of David Bowie, T-Rex, you know, that sort of Ziggy Stardust, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mid-70s glam rock vibe with Chris and Carrie. And I woke up the next day and I called them both and I said, hey, we're supposed to be in a band. And I even have the band name. It's called The Rub. Oh. And they said, really? And I said, yes. And we had a gig uh, two weeks later. Wow. Oh, wow. And great. we have been together for 13 years. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. cool. We need to use part of that in your bio in the yeah. program for the concert series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. But both, of the, both Christopher Lucas and yeah. Carrie Bear are both very talented. Um, yeah, they are. Christopher has a, a catalog of songs uh, and a couple of records out, and mm-hmm. Carrie as well. Just incredible right. discographies and pasts. And mm-hmm. awesome. Really a privilege to play with them. Awesome. Wow. So, um, what else? What else do we want to ask? Yeah, what I'm else sure there's do, you more. Wanna, do you have stories to tell? You talked about Mimi's. Do we have stories? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do. Mimi's. <laughs> Mimi's. Mimi's. Well, that was uh, New York again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. I think not after we had a couple of drinks. Nope. We <laughs> found our way to a little Italian restaurant called Mimi's. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we were on 52nd Street. Is that, is that where it was that? And we, as we're walking along, we're walking just aimlessly yeah. after, after the book show. We were there. We're, yeah. yeah, we're at the, uh, yeah. the New York Book Show. Uh, the Book Expo America. Yeah, we've been there a, a few times. Uh-huh. Yeah, but we're, times. we're walking looking for an Italian restaurant, and I happen to notice we're on 52nd Street, and of course that dings in my my memory, the Billy Joel record, 52nd Street. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. I'm thinking, bottle of white, bottle oh, of red. Right. Right. And I'll be darned, just two blocks away, I can see the red, the red, red checkerboard. Red checkerboard. Yeah. 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 red checkerboard tablecloths. <laughs> we walk in. Yeah. It's like, that's where we're going. And there's a piano bar. And there is a, a rather gaunt uh, 70 year old man, uh, balding, he, uh, pale. He, he, had a, he had a paper bag over his head. Right when we walked in. Right when we walked in. <laughs> That's true. He was playing piano with a paper bag over his head, mm-hmm. and wow. eyes were painted on the bag. <laughs> there wasn't slits for the eyes. Oh my God. He was crazy. playing blind. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And, and Those are so weird. He was singing stuff and, and <laughs> it was when really, he, really good. <laughs> he was. And when he took off his the bag, you know, of course the, yeah, the, the description, you know, yep. pale and yeah. but yep. um, just a yep. smile that you cannot it just lit up the whole room. The character. Oh, cool. And character is right. When we learned his name, his name was Chicken Delicious. Chicken Delicious. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah. and he'd go, Hello Michael. <laughs> Oh, that you do the best impression of him. You really good. I can't do it anywhere near. Hello, Michael. <laughs> he was great. Wow. But uh, play, sing, anything yeah. you'd like, and uh, just a really remarkable guy. He just passed away uh, twenty last year. Yeah, he did. Yep, yep, last year. Yeah. yeah. I remember there was a. It was it was neat though because he would remember us when we would go to New York. Yes. We'd always make it a point to go in there. And yeah. There was, 
uh, I think it was the second time I ran into him, or we ran into him. Yes. And he, he, we walk in, and I'm sitting, we're sitting at by his piano, and he had all these little wardrobe changes that he would do, new masks and new all this. He made his own mask. He was really yeah. proud of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he turns around, and he's got this sign this digital sign going up on his, his forehead. Head. Yeah, and it's got my name going across it. <laughs> Just and fantastic. Great. And he actually spelled it right. I was oh like, my gosh. I was like, wow, that's wow. fantastic. He, he knew how to perform. He was a good performer. That's awesome. Right? That was so cool. Yeah. I can't wait to go well, back to New York. No. So, you know, nor can we. We can't either. Yeah. I, just, what fun. a place. It's yeah. just a fun place, yeah. you know. Great place to visit. Just so yeah. many great little places to go. Yeah. I was there once when I was in high school and um, uh, climbed up the, we climbed the um, Statue of Liberty. Oh, no eyeballs. kidding. That was oh, boy. back when you oh, could wow. actually When you could that. go up there. Wow. Yeah. You could, yeah. yeah. And then another time I went up there with a friend of mine. We were delivering a dog to the airport. And mm. we got stuck on Long Island because you have to have money to get off of Long Island, and we didn't have any. Long <laughs> oh no! So we went Swing. to a restaurant and we paid a waiter to take a check, and we had to write it out for more, and then <laughs> gave it to us so that we could get home. That Only was... in New York, <laughs> we can take a check. <laughs> That's crazy. A long time ago. <laughs> That's like, That's awesome. Checks were relevant. Right, right? Yeah, right? yeah. now you'd be like, I'll what? Venmo you. What's your, <laughs> what's your Venmo? What's your yeah, Venmo? Exactly. Yeah. Remember checks? Oh. I still use checks. I don't know. Yeah, old very school. Very much, and very rarely. Yeah. But, oh my right. God. Well, we're really excited yeah. about the upcoming... Um, yes upcoming tv show and excited. we're hoping no, that that all goes that. really well we're you know we're all waiting to hear how gosh how so are we and i'm you, sure you are too it's it's just such a such a crazy thing just yeah. an absolute crazy thing it's to a be different in this world position. too the whole mm-hmm. film and tv industry and right all the hoops yeah. you have to go through and, yeah right you but know. meanwhile i bet there's a lot of people who are hopefully there's a lot of people listening to this so <laughs> who, uh, might be interested in knowing where to buy the books where can you buy the books? Where can they buy the books? We like to say where books are sold. Where books are sold. Where, where books, books are, are sold. sold. That yeah. is awesome. Uh, so I bet the Well Read Moose has them. Well Read Moose. Um, obviously, any of the local bookstores, aunties, or, nice. um, will carry the book. Or you can always go to your local bookstore, especially if you're in anywhere in the United States, and you can say you want to read The Invasion of Heaven by Michael B. Kep, mm-hmm. and they can get it like ASAP. Right. Um, it's easy to go. That's the, awesome. Oh, and I think you can also get it on tape, right? Yes. Oh, oh that's right. We didn't talk on about tape. audiobooks, did we? Audio. Okay. On tape. Audio. <laughs> no, no, Allie. Allie, so yeah. thank you so much it. for that because that <laughs> that makes me feel so good. I was telling somebody the other day, I said, hey, you can get the book on tape. And they looked at me. What's that? There's like and I went, I mean, tapes. I mean, hold on a second. I still have so many books on on cassette. It's how unbelievable. Oh how many cassette tapes would you okay. need for oh, a series? I think you need to buy like a new cassette player. Honestly, I think that's the way you just refer to it. Right? I still call yeah. them yeah. records and they're yeah. records. You know, so. we should we should definitely say uh, thank you to um, uh, Blackstone Publishing. Oh yes. Who was a big part of the audio portion because uh, they're a national uh, publisher that works with organizations, Disney, um, Simon & Schuster, a lot of the bigger organizations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they produce audiobooks, and so we, um, I actually flew over and met with them. They were really kind and, and helped us along, and they basically took this entire project and said, we're gonna, we got an idea, we wanna hire this uh, 
company out of LA, uh, which they did, and they turned it into a multicast. Skyboat Media. Skyboat Media, yeah, wow. they turned it into multicast production. So the um, the audiobooks are, are pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, I was I was really thrilled to hear those things for the first time. It's yeah. it's an odd thing to hear characters voiced. They, yeah. So mm-hmm. like when you hear mm-hmm. someone yeah. like Locke voiced or mm-hmm. Helen yeah. voiced, um, they really took a lot of pride and they did it right. They just really mm-hmm. hit so many things just right oh, on the money. Awesome. Who do you see playing these roles? Just like right. what's your like preference? I mean, Vigo would be awesome. Yeah. Would well, we we would love to see Vigo Mortensen play. Uh, Reardon. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that type and in my I, head. I, I, I think he would just absolutely just blow that role away. Yeah, he would kill um, it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Sure. We've had a lot of different faces. I mean, when, I, when I was writing the book, Locke Newworth, I always saw Ewan McGregor. Oh. That that face. Oh, now I don't know that that could be possible these days. I think he's probably moved past the thirty-seven years of age vibe. Oh, um, yeah. He still looks great, but I. Uh, but um, you know, we've we've got one one thing that's been batted around as as just reaching for the stars as it may seem. Though you know, what's a heaven for? Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, to yeah, play yeah. Locke and and Elijah Wood as yeah. Basil. Yeah. Oh, I love and because of their, their con- yeah. well, people get them confused already so yeah, that'd be in, good. in some ways. And yeah. because we already hit that spoiler because they are yeah. brothers. Spoilers, yeah. That's <laughs> that, right. Uh, what spoilers? I, I already forgot. But while while yeah. we see these faces, uh, it, it, we we really don't have a lot of say at this point. Right. It's just that yeah. what 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 I'm learning is is that you create those, you know, you offer those up for people to see, and then that helps them massage mm-hmm. the idea. Right. Into and their the own casting mind. director and go. Mm, all of us, I think, I all of us would be great casting directors. I think. <laughs> right. It's one of my favorite things to do. You yeah, know? like I see. Yeah. I don't know really enough people's names to. Uh, I, I mean, I can tell you who they are just by their face. Yeah, right. they were in that movie. But yeah, I'm not good. Well, there's just so much tremendous talent out there. Oh yeah, it just yeah. Uh, it's just a sea of talent. Well, so. and hopefully you can keep the production in this area. Yeah, would that be, would be really cool. I mean, well, at least part of it. Well, at least you this can't part. really recreate Italy. Italy, yeah. well. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, you probably uh, can. Yeah, you probably, you probably can. can. We've, we've had a couple of meetings with yeah. some folks that uh, you know are going to want to actually create right pieces and parts of Italy here or, or wherever, wherever we do it in the United yeah. States. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, we'll do like larger shots uh-huh. there, but well, I think some I of the interiors. Nor do I. I'm just one one step at a time. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's exciting. I know. It's very exciting. Yeah. Our local yeah. guide. I know. I know. You mentioned about the amazing uh, pool of talent that we have in the country. But I, I, you know, Callie and I are always talking about the amazingly creative and wonderful artists and in musicians that we have right here in oh, this community. Yeah. It's uh, when, incredible. When I became, uh, or when I got onto the board, the ANC, I was just astounded at how many talented people are in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. It is unbelievable. No, 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 wait, wait. I, I decided some time ago that I'm going to stop using that word. Okay. It is believable. Oh, it is believable. It is absolutely believable. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's great. That's something to be proud of. It yes, is. indeed. Yes, yeah. indeed. Add a little flair to your special events with Scraps Barbecue, a great catering choice for your next gathering. 
Specializing in golf tournaments, sporting events, and more, their commercial kitchen can be on site, or you can choose to have a fully catered meal delivered right to you. Known for their authentic Santa Maria style tri-tip and tequila lime fish tacos, they can customize the menu to meet your needs for groups of 20 to 2,500. Contact Kevin at kevin at scrapsbarbecue.com or check them out. This was a great interview. Yes. Or conversation. Conversation. We don't yes. want to interview. Right. Because that just sounds weird. Yeah. It sounds interviewing. It sounds interviewing. Yeah. Right? We're, not, we're not those kind of people. That's right. Next time we'll have whiskey. Right. <laughs> we're in. Like right. Yeah. Oh. Right. We're not coming you back until, unless there's whiskey. Now. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully. You guys have whiskey. I'll have to keep it. There you go. Hopefully we'll have That'll you guys back when the movie is happening or the TV the series. The TV show. TV yeah, TV. Series. That would be yeah. really TV, yeah. TV non-movie. Yeah. But, yeah. oh boy, I can't wait. I know. i got to finish my second book and move on to three. Right. Shape of Rain. So, very exciting. Yay. So, we are excited to have other guests upcoming. We've talked to... Stephen Shortridge mm -hmm. and oh, I love Stephen. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Who else? He's so, a neighbor of mine. Who else? Oh, I yeah. love Stephen. Um, yeah, Stephen's, well, Stephen's good. He's a great guy. Been around yeah. a long time, and mm -hmm. the painted chair was a great gallery. And yeah. we'll talk oh. about the talent. I mean, oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah. Beautiful. And I think it's okay for me to say I'm working on his next book. I right, think you so. can say oh, that. Oh, good. Yeah, so that's fun. Nice. I've done a lot of his books. Yes. Very fun. So that'll be fun. Yes. Anyway, um, meanwhile, just to remind you who we are, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And thanks for joining us. And whatever you do, make sure it's creative. The Allie and Callie Artcast is brought to you by the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and is sponsored by Scraps Barbecue, The Ovation Company, and Coeur d'Alene Portfolio Real Estate.